once again to She-Hulk, Avenger of the Law, a podcast based off of and discussing the television series She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, uh, on Disney Plus, part of the Marvel Universe. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Uh, doing all right, doing all right. I think I'm coming down with a cold, though, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right otherwise. I'm, I'm just coming and, out of one. Yeah, yeah. My, my, I think I caught it from my kids and my wife who were kind of hacking up lungs for the past week or so. Uh, now, uh, we got someone from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? I am tired. <laughs> very well, very well. Yep. Same here, same here. I had a long day. I was at a festival that I was donating, volunteering my time and stuff. So it was, but it was fun. It was fun. And, and the, the, the Canadian province of Alberta, Canada. It's Sean. Hope everyone else doing well. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, who we are once more. Ahem. Who we come Ahem. Yeah, where's Kevin? <laughs> yeah, you forgot about oh, him. Oh, well, he joined us kind of late, and we, we started without him, so I, I didn't even know he was joining us. So uh, we have a person from uh, Missouri? I don't know. Do we? Yes, this is Kevin. How are you? I am well. My legs are a little sore from a hard run yesterday, but rip raring to go. They didn't catch you, did they? No, no. I managed to evade the zombies, <laughs> but... Uh, that uh, that what poor the, family, we were talking to, that please, poor family please. though they they got it. Now, uh, for folks who are uh, curious, once again, we talk about each episode of the television series She Hulk. Uh, so it's a weekly podcast that talks about each episode. So we are here to talk about the latest episode of She Hulk, uh, which was uh, the one that came out just a uh, few days ago. Uh, on uh, September 22nd, 2022. Uh, today we are recording September 25th, 2022, and hopefully this episode will be out September 26th, 2022. Uh, you can reach us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com or go to www.darkdiscussions.com and choose on any of uh, the menus, which are at the top of every screen, uh, the Contact Us link, which will also open up a mailing box where you can email us that way as well. No matter how you email us, just put in the subject the words She-Hulk, and we'll know it is for this podcast. Uh, so you can... Uh, Listen to us on other podcasts, and for example, this podcast is found on a number of uh, places. The first is obviously www.darkdiscussions.com, which is the website, uh, and then you can find it on She-Hulk Attorney, uh, all right, let me rephrase that, She-Hulk Avenger of the Law podcast, wherever podcasts are found, so like Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or wherever, and then of course you can find us, or not necessarily of course, but you can also find us on the feed Dark Discussions Podcast, which is the main feed for www.darkdiscussions.com, and the people you hear on this podcast here are on other podcasts, too, which are part of that feed. Uh, now, uh, Sean, what else can people find at www.darkdiscussions.com? Uh, Phil, they can also click on the Patreon button, which is a way for people to support creators, uh, for instance, you guys. 
we were doing a podcast, which is released free to everyone, but has a bunch of costs to keep it going. And what you can do is for every $5 you donate each month, uh, you can pick a movie that will go into a draw every quarter. And when whichever movie is chosen at the draw will then become an episode, whether it's on the Dark, Dis- uh, Dark Discussions main feed or uh, one of the sister podcasts, depending on what it is. And thank you for your support because, again, this does cost some money and it and we want to keep this going for people, right, to have enjoyment. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so anything that is donated is greatly appreciated, and thank you in advance. And once again, email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com or choose contact us on the menu on any page of darkdiscussions.com, and we will read your email on this podcast. Remember just to put the words She-Hulk in the title. Uh, all right, so tonight we're going to be talking about episode six, uh, which is called Just Jen, uh, which is directed by Anu Valia and written by Kara Brown. Um, so um, that was the latest episode of the show, and um, we will uh, talk about that. Since most people here are fans of the show She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, we will assume that you've already watched the episode because otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this because we're assuming we're listening to this because you want to hear uh, other perspectives on uh, each episode that you yourself have seen. So uh, we'll go around and uh, thoughts on episode first, and then we will uh, critique and dissect and talk about anything and everything related to uh, the episode and the show and the character in general. Uh, all right. So let's start with you, Mike. Mike? There we go. Sorry. Got a new setup. Having trouble hitting the mute button. You there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, ahead, I was going to say, uh, one of the challenges with this show is that it's, it's, it is trying to juggle a couple of different demographics. Um, I'm in one of the demographics it's trying to appeal to, and I am not in the other demographic it's trying to appeal to. And therefore, I will say that a Bridesmaid episode is not really one that's uh, up my alley. Uh, I didn't mind the episode. I didn't think it was a bad episode, but there were a lot of the jokes I, that I won't say they went over my head or I didn't understand them, but because it's not an experience I've had, it doesn't like hit my funny bone quite the same way. It might if I was a woman who has had to go through the whole bridesmaid experience. Um, or I, I, overall, I thought it was a, it was a, it was okay. It was a slight episode. Uh, there were things I liked. There were things I didn't like. Well, I can't say there's anything I, I didn't like, but it felt like a little choppy, I guess. Uh, there were things to be epi- things in the, the the episode that were missing, uh, but it did also have one of the greatest uh, lines ever in human history, and we'll we'll get to that. All right, that's good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, um, yeah, I mean, it was a really good episode. Uh, it was fun and entertaining and whatnot. Um, unfortunately, uh, it's not the type of uh, episode I, I, I would be hoping for for this TV show. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping for more of a storyline um, and whatnot. And, and, and this was kind of a standalone episode, even though we do see Titania um, 
in the episode. But generally, uh, a lot of these episodes are, I mean, since it's a TV show instead of, say, a two-hour film like, say, Iron Man or, or any of the other Marvel shows, I mean, movies that have been put out, they can have a lot of filler or things in it that would never make a movie because they would just cut it out because they only have two hours. And since this show um, has eight, uh, nine episodes, uh, they can have, I guess, an episode like this, uh, which doesn't really move the story much at all, if at all. Uh, so as a part of a season for the She-Hulk, I, I didn't like it at all. But as a standalone 30-minute or so episode, um, it, it was fun, and, and I did enjoy it. Um, and my oldest daughter, eight-year-old, she, she really liked it a lot, too, because anytime Titania is in an episode, she's really into it because Titania is a girly girl. And my daughter, eight-year-old, just loves that type of stuff. So she thinks Titania is like like Miss Hip, Miss Groovy. That, Miss, that does Miss not it, the it girl. That does not bode well for your future. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, but uh, all in all, uh, my two daughters, my other daughter, six-year-old, she enjoyed it a lot, too. Um, so uh, that's my opinion. So let's go for Kevin. Uh, I kind of feel a little the same way about with Mike. It's it's not – I was definitely not in the demographics uh, for this episode. Now, granted, I had fun. Uh, watching the show, it's still it's still a fun one. It's just I, I just wasn't into it as as much as other previous episodes. But I mean, like I said, do I regret watching this episode? Not in the least. All right, sounds good. Uh, Barrett. Yeah, I like this episode. I thought it was fun. Um. I like the fight at the end. Uh, you know, it, it fit the general theme of the show so far that we've seen. So I didn't get anything I didn't expect. Um, so it it is what it is. It's it was a good episode. It was fun. Nothing groundbreaking. Uh, all right, sounds good. And Mr. Sean, uh, I'm going to fall in the, the same camp as Mike and Kevin. Didn't hate the episode. Uh, there were certainly some fun parts or whatever, but there's also stuff that just not targeted for me, and that's fine. Like you, you're trying to target different demographics and understand that. Um, so, I, out of the five episodes we've watched or whatever to this point, it certainly wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. Um, just you know, it's and I guess it's like you were saying. You know, this is much more of an episodic series than maybe we expected going in and that does have a that does have an effect on what you're going to because there's stuff that they always they seem to be teasing and then it's kind of held off or whatever and i get you're trying to build people to watch for said teases or whatever but you can you can only drag them so long before you have to start paying them off so that's just my my take. All right, sounds good. No one should apologize whether they loved the episode or hated it or just thought it was okay. 
It's just your opinion, and it's as valid as anyone else's. Um, all right, so uh, I guess we can get into our uh, specific scenes and things we wanted to bring up, anything that we wrote down that were curious or interesting. Um, uh, set it up so we can just begin. Uh, basically, um, we learn that our hero, uh, Jennifer Walters, gets a invite to a wedding filled friend from from uh her high school days or maybe just get an invite she got a she didn't just didn't get an invite she got a uh you know be my bridesmaid yep yep because they were really good friends supposedly or or based off of what what was said it sounded like they made friends at one point but they kind of drifted apart uh but either way uh she is joining uh the wedding party and that's how it starts up. And then she, meaning Jennifer Walters, faces the, the you know the fourth wall and says that intentionally this is a uh, a standalone episode that uh, at the worst time, um, obviously to, to you know make a joke out of um, the story that we're gonna want to see. And uh, it was kind of humorous and cute. Um, but it also can be somewhat frustrating, I guess, for folks who are waiting for maybe uh, another big, you know, thing in in this in this episode. Uh, I want to rephrase in the series where we we, we were going to see Daredevil, we were going to see her her costume uh, as a superhero, we were going to see something else. Uh, though we did we see Titania, um, so that was that was good. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Uh, I think right off they let us know that this was going to be "quote unquote" a standalone episode. Uh, all right, so where do we want to start? What do we want to do? Who wants to speak? Oh, I think the episode is hitting a number of things uh, because it's a wedding episode, and one is obviously the whole bridesmaid thing. Now, I don't know how many of you have been groomsmen, but I don't. Think it's the same. Thing. Several times right. I've been a groomsman. Yeah, I don't think it's quite the same um, thing. <laughs> like I can tell you, uh, as I've shared on a number of podcasts, my wife likes to play poker. We've gone to casino frequently, and you can't go to a casino—at least not to go to a casino on a weekend—without seeing somewhere a cluster of women dressed the same, wearing like some sort of bridesmaid party outfit. Right? You never see men like gather together with groomsmen matching shirts or suits or something you know we just we just don't give a shit um we don't we would never no no groomsmen or let me phrase that at least no heterosexual groomsmen that i know of would put together that little glitter bomb box with all these Team Bride bath bomb and sash and all this other stuff in it, right? And the sunglasses and yeah, no, it's 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 just totally a chick thing. <laughs> uh, if if the, you're finding the term dismissive, it's it's not. It's just meant to be lighthearted. Uh, but like I said, so I don't. So I get it, but I, I don't get it, right? You know, I understand that that's what they're mom here. And the pressure of being a bridesmaid and the pressure to say yes, even when you don't want to. And I think that's another part of this is that um, 
I've seen this a lot with uh, like women empowerment saying it's okay to say no, that women reportedly feel more of a need to say yes than men do. I don't know. I always feel a need to say yes. Maybe I'm just really in touch with my feminine side. I don't know. But we see throughout the episode, Jen kind of constantly giving into the, the wishes and desires of somebody else and not doing what she wants to do. And certainly that's a part of it. And that ties into this whole theme that I think we're seeing of that Jen would rather be She-Hulk, but the character of Jennifer is just not comfortable in being herself, doesn't ever feel she can be herself, and is trying to accept and herself as a person when it's just so much easier to be She-Hulk because she has fabulous hair. Um, yeah, I, I would uh, concur with, with uh, a lot of things you said. Uh, I, w- I won't uh, I don't think that um, a chick thing is an insulting term, um, whether it has become insulting over the years because of culture changes, you know, whatever. Um, there was a book I'm reading right now about 9-11 and this woman who um, in, the new, in the news, she would be on a helicopter daily reporting 15 times a day about, or, you know, at least in the morning between 7 to 10 around uh, the south side of Manhattan, uh, the traffic and whatnot. And, you know, she jolly, 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 yeah, jolly, um, accepts and loved the term that people used to nickname her the chopper chick, you know, so, so it is what it is, you know, and then you have two tick, two chicks dishing the podcast and, you know, this, the term, no, no big deal, Mike, don't worry about that. Um, also, um, about the invitations to be in a wedding. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I would say about 80 to 90% of the time when you're in, in asked to be in a wedding party, you're still very close to the individual, um, whether it's a family member or a really good friend. Yeah. Um, you know, so there is the 20% time that it's someone that you lost touch to or you're not really friends with, but they still like you for something and they invite you. And maybe that's one of these examples here. So this show is showing a snapshot of just one type of, I guess, invite and being asked. So Mike's point, your point, Mike, about people turning down the invitation um, yeah, you know, that's, that's fair. Maybe guys would do it more aptly than, than a, a woman would. But again, this, this is obviously a satire, uh, over the top episode to show the worst case scenario in every aspect, including someone that you've lost touch with. Um, I think so, this is, a, yeah, this on, is by the way, uh, a symptom of modern era and internet era where people feel the need to overdo things. Uh, You know, I've been married for over 20 years. You've been married for what, about 10? Uh, 13. 13. All right. So this is 13 years ago. You may, you were just getting into the social media era. You were just getting into the computers, making it easy to customize everything and get, you know, Lulu's bridesmaid sashes or something made up on demand and get these kind of that sort of stuff. So I think this is something that's exploded much more recently, that kind of a package that you would get. 
to be a bridesmaid. I don't think that would have been nearly as much of a thing when well, we were getting married. And I also think that, yeah, when you're saying that we would normally like know someone pretty closely or be a family member, I think that's changed a little bit because of social media as well. People think they know each other now more than they did. So, you know, you might have somebody that you don't know as well as you think invited as a bridesmaid or a groomsman. Right. Well, actually, I mean, one thing I yeah. noticed, and this is, yeah. this is this episode, it's, it, she reminded me a little bit, I think, what is called a bridezilla. I think there was even a show called Bridezilla. Or whatever, there is. Where she, yeah, <laughs> where she, I mean, the bride was just getting so, I mean, getting everybody, just getting so worked up and emotional. And, you know, and during this episode, people, the some of the staff of the place were just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. This is driving me crazy. And so then they had Jennifer, who was obviously kind of an afterthought because her accompanying groomsmen, and I use groomsmen in, in air quotes, uh, was a was a was a small dog on death's door at death's door. Um, so sure, the the the, the, the dance afterwards must have been interesting, but uh, you know, but. Yeah, it's, so it'd be pretty much the, the bride was saying, yeah, you know, all these, all the guys were starting to leave. So could you kind of pick up around here for us? Thanks. Thanks very much. And it's not even, it wasn't really much of a, it wasn't much of a request. It was telling her, but in the form of a, uh, in the form of a request. Uh, see, that was one of the things I had issue with. Yeah. Is that they tell us that she's being a bridezilla by literally telling us that she's being a bridezilla by having her say, they're all quitting because I'm too demanding or whatever, or some line like that. When we never really see that, we barely really see I, the bride. I agree. So, yeah. So yeah. it feels to me like there were chunks maybe taken out. I mean, we never even see the group. Right. No. Yeah. I, we don't so, even see the wedding, right? We don't see the wedding. Right. So <laughs> right. well, so and you, even even. Oh God. I, I'm gonna say so. It's like when you. You expect to see the wedding when you when you go to a wedding episode, at least a snippet of it somewhere, or some, or you expect to see the groom, and it's like the, uh, you know, the shave and a haircut, uh, you know, the bump, but a bump, bump, right, and you expect the bump, bump at the end, and not getting that bump, bump, okay, going to a wedding, well, especially when they have her turn to the camera and do that fourth wall break, you know, right. so. Right, you have right. This, uh, weddings ruin everything uh, for everybody because right. they don't want to have to go or something. Right? Yeah, you but, have the but, setup. Yeah, but, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I was just going to say that 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 yeah, you're absolutely right about the bride. I mean, honestly, she may have been a little airheady, and again, that's not me saying it because I think that it's because obviously the writer, director, and showrunners were trying to most certainly make her look that way. But everything that she does is not necessarily bad at all. When, when she when she felt her she was being shown up because everybody was showing their attention to She Hulk instead of her, and, and she politely asked, "Could you know not you know just be Jennifer?" I felt that was fine. Yeah. Um, obviously, the the dog thing was 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 most certainly silly. But I mean, I've seen people. I've gone to weddings where people actually brought their dogs, and the dog was was the the ring bearer and these other weird things and it's just how people dogs and and pets are now becoming like more loved than people by some people you know so all right whatever and then 
And there's a the, difference between being the, putting upon Jen and being an asshole to everybody working at the wedding, and that's the part we didn't see. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. It was and, almost and we, like Jen then, was invited yeah. to be the flunky or something. <laughs> well, and, and again, the people that picked on her really wasn't the, the bride. Right. It was, it was other bridesmaid who we don't even know if she even knows who they are. Right. You know, I mean, we know she knows the bride, but we don't know. We weren't told if she was friends with any of these other women. And then she herself, Jen, kind of ruined the reception by with Titania. They both ruined the reception, and the bride didn't do anything to ha- have that happen. So it was just the whole episode was 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 trying to say things that, if you really look at it, don't make sense, in my opinion. It didn't quite back it up and I keep like so I feel like there must have been stuff cut because there are things that just really had a weird flow to again the jokes themselves were, were generally fine but like she says there's this weird thing with the plus one and I didn't know what weird thing with the plus one she was talking about. Um like did you get a plus one where you're like it's like it's like there was something weird about the plus one. I didn't I didn't follow that and I didn't see that. You don't. You don't actually see well, her walking down. The aisle. You do the gag of introducing the dog, but you don't show her walking down the, the aisle with the dog. So that doesn't have a payoff. You have her right. meet a guy, and you don't pay that off in this episode. I don't mean they have right. to have a resolution to the relationship, but even something that says, "Hey, you know, call me later," or "We'll we'll cope with something." Just like it just ends right. on a weird spot. Right. Well, and and the plus one thing, you know, I, I you know during. My planning, of, or not my planning, but but my my wife and her family's planning of our wedding. Um, you know, there, it was the plus one thing, which is you know, right? Andy, he doesn't have a girlfriend at all. We know he's not married, and he doesn't have a girlfriend. So, and we know he's the type of guy since he's single. Maybe he'll try to meet someone at the wedding. This is an opportunity for him to meet a wedding, someone at the wedding. So we won't invite have him at plus one. But we know, you know, you know, Sally has a boyfriend, so we'll let him do a let her do a plus one, and you know, you do all that stuff because it's like, um, again, you know, every person that's added to the wedding is is another cost, right? And plus ones aren't anybody that is actually someone that you know necessarily; they're just a, a friend of the guest or a date of the guest or whatever. So. I, I don't know what they were trying to say about the plus one. Like, I'm insulted I didn't get the plus one, or right. am I happy I did get the plus one? And so it, it doesn't make any sense, especially if you've seen what I've seen, which is every plate costs more. A plus one doesn't know the bride or the groom. The joke at the beginning was weddings all suck, and we don't want to go to them anyway because it takes up one of our good weekends. I mean, even Jerry Seinfeld said that at a concert that I saw him at where he says, says – uh, Sally and 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 uh, Harry invited me to their wedding, and where you have to divide, you know, are you who do you want to invite? Christine, do you want to invite invite Paul? Do you want to invite uh, Nigel? Believe me, no one wants to go to your wedding. <laughs> We're wasting a good weekend by going to your wedding. Well, it also messes so, no, it messes up the seating. Go. It messes up the seating. You you're gonna have a maximum right. amount of meals you can serve, even if you know. So adding those extra people costs more, and 
you have a maximum amount. I mean, it's just, yeah. Right. And, and if you're single and you're not going to invite anybody anyway, are you just insulted you didn't get the offer to bring someone if you wanted to? Because you're not going to bring one anybody bring anybody anyway so maybe you'll dance with someone new at the wedding and maybe you'll meet someone there right so, i don't know it's it was just strange uh, were they just trying to make a commentary on weddings in general and not just see how I, I i don't i don't know i mean and i i mean i i always joke i wedding list my my guest list was a handful of people that my wife and i wanted to invite and then all the revenge invitations from my parents and her parents yeah. that were yeah. I went yeah. to yeah. your child's wedding. <laughs> I bought all your children' wedding gifts. You're gonna go to my son's wedding. God damn it! I didn't have you know, any of that, that, fortunately. <laughs> so yeah. it was this all this family. Oh, we have to invite cousin Marie, who lives out in California, who you met when you were two. Right, that's the no, part I. <laughs> we're right, inviting right. Well, them for, for family politics, not because right. I want them there. And I'm not necessarily right. objective well, well, necessarily, that, but since I wasn't right, well, that was the thing. Is, is I, we we had uh, when I was getting married, uh, my mom was saying we're not inviting any of the second cousins, even though they're all first cousins to my mother and father. Um, even though there was a handful of them that we were really close to, and I was kind of pissed. I was like, like I, I want to invite Kenny, I want to invite. Uh, you know, uh, Junie and on and on. And they, they go, and I want to invite Junie's kids, you know, and, and my mom goes, nope, we're not paying for the wedding. Your wife's family's paying for the wedding. We shouldn't impose and invite all these people. And if we can't invite uh, all of them, we can't even invite Junie and Junie's kids. And I agree with that. So, then, so, you start, they're all cut out. then you do start getting into the family politics sure, <laughs> by not sure. inviting some and inviting the others. Well, if if my, if my wife's family was paying for the the wedding, we would have had it in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Well, yeah, if it was a different, if it was my prior girlfriend, but yeah, we would have probably just had it in the backyard with a bunch of people. But yeah, it was a little different with with my wife. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, the episode was a little. It was trying to say a lot of things about a lot of things in like 20 minutes. And, and I don't think it, it, it did it that well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we don't too many even, messages in too little time. And we don't even get, if this is a sitcom format, you, know, you mentioned Seinfeld. Yep. Sitcoms traditionally have a message. You learn something. They certainly parody that with like South Park. In the early seasons, they would say, well, I learned something today, and then say something ridiculous. Jerry Seinfeld was notoriously the show about nothing, a show that refuses to have any hugging. Nobody was going to learn a lesson at all in whatever the episode was to break that tradition. Uh, But it's still there. And you have this whole thing of Jen keeps saying yes, yes, yes. Sure, I'll iron the guy's shirts. Sure, I won't be She-Hulk, even though it makes me look really good. But but what does she get out of this whole experience? How does was she affected or changed as a character? And I didn't really see that. And again, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's it's just you know she should have learned maybe okay she has to put her foot down sometimes. That would have been fine. Be as be as be more assertive. It's not it's a it's a little bit of a learning curve for her. It develops her as a character. It is where they're going with this arc, I imagine, for the whole season. So move her, push her down that a little bit in that, that direction. Um, and I never, I didn't get the sense that they did that. They just had her turn into She-Hulk and 
beat on Titania. But even that, she makes her the resolve. villain because she doesn't. She she ruins uh, reception, kind of sort of. Well, and, and then they gave her an out, right? Because they have the bride show up drunk, right. and and well, deliver. But she the did blade. get hit first, but still, right? But but she didn't. But she didn't have to bring it into the. She intentionally punched Titania so Titania would go through the doors into the reception. It, she, she, she they were outside when they originally fought. Well, I mean they they. They fought, but did she intentionally punch Titania so that she would fly through the door, or was well, it just rewatching it three or four times? It looked like it. it I happened, think she was just mad. But, I don't think her intent was to ruin the. She wasn't thinking at that right, point. Right, but, but when you're in a fight, you're not that. really thinking about where where the other person's going. You're just more of they're punching me. I gotta defend. I gotta punch back. I mean, that's what happens. In but really, the only fun part of that fight, I thought, was seeing her teeth at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but even that, I would say. And, and it was just because she fell. It wasn't because she got hit. Right. Exactly. She laid it on her face. So yep. even as a resolution to this, She-Hulk didn't resolve it. No. She resolved it by falling flat on her ass by stepping on an ice cube. And now that's right. that can, you can argue that's funny, it's humorous. But again, that's not her resolving her conflict. It's not her resolving her issue. She didn't learn anything that we know of. She's going to go right back well, to exactly where she Mike, is. Let me largely ask makes you, this what, episode. What, what, Mike, let me ask you this. Why, why do shows have to have a message or, or someone, a character learn something? I mean, because you sound like Chrissy. And not that that's wrong. <laughs> Chrissy's a, a person that why are we being, uh, has, being told this podcast. Yeah, why are we being told the story? Otherwise, it's uh, pointless. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I I personally think both the A and the B storyline were pointless. This episode was completely. I like pointless. the B storyline better. Right. <laughs> well, but, but see, there's, the, the B storyline was funny. Yeah, I think right, in a but, lot of ways, but it, it was, was still pointless. But it was still pointless. Well, again, it, it, it's got to be some. Well, it was the, the legal story of the week. When you're setting up a story in which a character is having this one thing constantly hitting on them, I said yes because I couldn't say no. I said yes to not being She-Hulk. I said yes to cleaning up the dishes. I said yes to ironing the men's shirts. That feels like someone, like the boy who cried wolf, right? That you're either, that there's going to be a, a culmination. You don't just tell a story about, and this little boy just kept crying wolf. The right. They like, have to learn something or something has to happen to I make it a story. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a telling of events. Right. And, and again, not, is, yeah, sorry. I But there has to be a culmination, a climax, something that pays off the thing that it seems like they've been setting up. Now, sometimes that, it's something simple in a horror film. Don't go into the woods. Right. Oh, okay. And that's it. That's the warning. Don't go into dark places. Don't do stupid things. Don't go don't, in the attic. Yeah, that's the crux the of every every story. Is it, it should have this? Don't this split it up. Didn't really. Right, right. So I don't know what which like. So I think I think it was just the writer, the showrunner, and, and maybe the director because I think the director's involved with the showrunner um, to just make a commentary on weddings and their hatred of weddings or or, or, or as a being a guest at a wedding or I, I don't know what the hell they, they were trying to say but I think it's it was just a inside joke between all of them well, and they said that's why maybe maybe that's all it was Mike 
Maybe because it's aiming at a female audience that more women will enjoy this because it's aimed more at their direct experience as to my indirect experience well, of seeing what women go through. I, I, but, but, but I don't, I don't even think, think whether it was for a specific demographic or not. I, I mean, it, it doesn't do anything for the show. I don't well, think. Well, let me That's ask. I, I, I don't know. I mean, let me ask. Um, if you're here to satirize weddings and how terrible weddings are, was there anything really terrible about this? No. Movie? No, that, that was, uh, I, I've been to much worse the only, weddings. The only, th- <laughs> the only thing that sucked about the wedding was when those girls or women or whatever you want to call them said, could you iron the shirts? That that was the only thing that about the entire wedding. And, and she could have just said, fuck you. And, right, she and, could and have said, it. She yeah, would, and it would, yeah. I say, or say, no, I'm up, not to help. You just go find a help. Yeah. Now she shows up to the wedding of this kind of seemingly vain or shallow person. But let's be honest, you're allowed to be a little bit vain and shallow at your own fucking wedding because right. it's your fucking wedding. And with any luck, it will be the only one you ever have. Um, so she shows up as she Hulk, fully intending to basically have the spotlight literally on her ass. I don't think it was out of line for the bride to go, hey, my wedding, tone it down. And she, I, I, and she did it off to the side. She didn't embarrass she did it off to, Can I talk exactly. to you alone for a minute? Yep. Exactly. And she's, no, I understand why she did it. I understand why she's disappointed, but her goal there is to put it on herself. Then she, she's the one that agrees to help pick stuff up. She's the one that agrees to do it. She could have said no. She's the one who gets drunk and puts herself um, in that position where she's going to get uh, sucker punched by Titania, she could have handled it a different way. She could have walked away and not punched her. If anything went wrong, it was all her. It was there were things that happened. Things happen at every wedding. Things go wrong at every wedding. But I think what went wrong was more her fault than anything else. And yeah. uh, and I'm sorry. I mean, again, that's and that, but that also goes to well. Was she being, if she had been more assertive, all these things that she hated about the weddings wouldn't have happened. So I don't see what was so goddamn horrible about the wedding. Right. And what did it so, mess? They made this whole point in the beginning about, you know, weddings mess up everything. I, I didn't, right. I didn't feel right. it. I didn't feel it at all. <laughs> and, and she met right. a nice guy there, a guy that likes, seems to. I know we're going to find out. He's like a you know some dark sorcerer or something I'm sure, but right. some or, or, or he'll be he'll be a guy that they just write out of the show and we'll never see him again for some a, reason. Right, who <laughs> seems to like her, seemed to be into She-Hulk because you you got yeah, that one that, brief exchange when she walks into the hall and gives him a thumbs up and he gives her like a uh, oh my god yeah your hair is fabulous look or whatever it was that 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 look was supposed to convey. Yeah, I mean but, yeah, so that that. that it's a he good day. Interested. I mean, for her to meet that guy, for for her to meet that guy, that's a good day. I mean, he I mean, he was interested in both of them. He was interested in Jen and She-Hulk. And you know, he I, I like the way he actually sat down. He's like, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to, I mean, I, I it was obviously a pickup line for him, but I mean, he was just saying, "Hey, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to talk to complete strangers you know my goal today was to do this this and talk to a woman who was eating uh chocolate covered almonds hey here we go you know i mean and they just seemed to hit it <laughs> off pretty those, well those those 
but that's how people that's how you hit on right but i mean that's, 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 it. that's what he was doing but the thing is he was hitting on jen and not she hulk and so jen seemed kind of interested and the thing is, is that if you wanted to say She-Hulk ruined the wedding, She-Hulk did not ruin the wedding. It was Titania who ruined. Well, if anybody, technically, you know, no one really ruined the wedding. I mean, the reception. And if anybody was going to ruin the reception, it was going to be Titania because Jen was doing exactly what she was asked to do. Do not become She-Hulk. Do not take the attention. The only reason why she became She-Hulk is because you had Titania, who has superhuman right. strength, is hitting her. So, I mean, if you had the ability but, uh, but like, to turn my dad had hang, hang on a minute. Okay. Anyway, oh, if you right. had the ability to turn into someone that could defend yourself against someone with superhuman strength, you'd do it. Simple. But, okay, Phil, all yours. But, but yeah, but yeah, but but you're 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 uh, just going by one cat other points too, which is uh, what's her face? Uh, Jen decided to get drunk and just lay on the ground out on the the, the patio. You know, Jen was the one that did, did uh, these things. So. Whether or not Titania punched her and then she turns to She-Hulk and then punched Titania and threw her into the rehearsal thing. The point is, is that Jen was her worst own enemy the entire episode. Well, Jen was just, Jen was, I'm going nowhere. Nothing's really happening. Why it, she, I mean, Jen, I mean, yeah, maybe she, well, first of all, she wasn't just laying outside the entire reception. She was dancing. She was dancing with people. She was chatting with people. She was having, she was drinking a lot. Yeah, she was drinking way too much, but she was having a good old time. And the thing is, is that the reason why she was sitting outside is because she had to go and throw up. You know, that was it. There is no other reason why for her to go outside because she just threw up quite a bit and she had to sit down and recuperate a little bit because she just threw up. If she didn't throw up, she would probably still be in there dancing, chatting with other people, maybe even chatting with the guy that picked her up. Well, and she, she was talking to him anything. when she had to run out. Huh? She she was talking to that guy when she had right to run and yeah because she was talking to that guy she's like oh my goodness I'm sick I I gotta go and she knew she was gonna throw up I mean that's what happened I mean but that all not all weddings but that does happen at a wedding when there's a lot of alcohol people drink well, they drink too much that's what, yeah, that's what Mike said thing, bad things do unfortunate things do happen at weddings and Mike, Mike did mention <laughs> but that, I'm not yeah. saying that 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 this is a I'm saying I I'm I was getting mixed feelings is this because we're supposed to get the idea that this is a terrible wedding when I don't think it was a terrible wedding except uh -uh. for the things Jen did to herself or allowed to happen right. to herself. Now, if she had shown up, I think it would have been more consistent with where they've been going with the show to have her show up as Jen and be asked to be She-Hulk to be so that she could have a superhero at her wedding. Right. Right. That, that, and that would have felt more normal. And yeah. then, that would have felt like it played more into her insecurities, right? And that that whole issue that again she's been battling for the last five episodes is that she's you know, even like going to her job, right? She's been invited to her job. Well, we don't want you. We want She-Hulk. She goes to the wedding. Oh, we don't want you. We want She-Hulk. That at least then would right. have put put the onus on the bride, where the bride, you know, where where the way it is right now. It feels like Jen was the one who's trying to steal the spotlight, which is not a thing to do, you know, when, when someone else's wedding, right, right. Someone's else's wedding. And and now 
that's it. And then you could have had Titania there to kind of stir stuff up. And that also could have played into it. And all these other things could have happened. But then it would have been a little bit more, you know, playing off the fact that, hey, I've got a celebrity here. Hey, I've got She-Hulk here. Uh, oh, hey, look, I've got Titanium and Shield. Maybe we'll, we'll get them to fight and make some news and I'll have a superhero fight at my wedding and all these things. And you see how she comes in at the end. She comes in and says, oh, I've got She-Hulk at my wedding. And suddenly drunk, she's the bride is happy She-Hulk's at her wedding. Um, although the only thing is, again, she does give the greatest uh, line of dialogue uh, ever written in the history of the English language. And that was, of course, uh, whoa. Huge boobs. That was I, think, awesome. I think that was that was just a, a a wonderful line, brought tears to my eyes, and no truer words have ever been spoken. It just it, it just gets to it, it just gets to the the core of the human condition. My condition, um, anyway. <laughs> so. So it's like there's, there's elements. Even the, women are looking at other women's boobs. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but it, it feels like you know you hear stories about writers and they like and and TV shows and they talk about that there were episodes that they just couldn't crack right they just couldn't get a handle on what it was on what it was about and that feels like this like this was an episode that they had to put out the door because of the production schedule but it hadn't really finished cooking in the writers' room. Indeed. And my and my, uh, my, my eight-year-old looked at me, and I looked at her, and uh, we said, "Yeah, that's true." And Dude. I want to point out now, I do like the fact that Phil's giving us every week the, his daughter update now because he's got two daughters who are both uh, single-digit age. Uh, so even in Westeros, a little bit too young. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, but they but they give us a different perspective. Right. Like yep. Tommen was 12, wasn't he? But and and but we also know that when we were eight, we didn't exactly get the nuance of, of character development and theme. And we just go, ha ha, funny ladies beating on each other. But it's cool. I think it's really cool that they're enjoying the show, that they're liking this character. I would I would hope they will grow up loving the character of Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk. You know, I think that's all just as I grew up loving Batman, thanks to like Adam West and and uh, Wonder Woman because of Linda Carter, you know. Um, so I think that's great. I think that's a great perspective. But I think we can also acknowledge that some of those things that we watched when we were young weren't always the best. And I just don't think this was a particularly like I said, it was not a, an episode I didn't like. It was an episode I found in entertaining. But as like like Phil, you, you're talking about yeah. a, a, narrative i don't know that it really went anywhere or served a general purpose and other than the one little bit at the end which felt shoehorned into this i felt like they could you could remove this episode from the season and it probably would not change anything yep yeah yeah i mean i mean you know like you said mike uh you know we watched some of wonder woman or bionic uh, woman or uh, the million dollar man or incredible Hulk or the Batman or, or whatever. We watched all those shows as a kid, um, Gilligan's Island and so on. And you look back and a lot of that stuff, like you said, it was fun. It was entertaining, but it's complete cheese. And that's all it is, is cheese. And this episode may be fun. You know, my daughter may like it. Like you said, eight, six and eight year olds may think it was great and whatever, but yeah. And, you know, like the character, maybe when they're, our age, but 
when they go back and rewatch this episode when they're 40, like we would watch, you know, uh, Bionic Woman or Steve Million Dollar Man, we would go, or Charlie's Angels or whatever. This is cheese. And, uh, you know, and it's a good TV, but it was fun. So I, I think that's where I, I think this episode falls. And there's so there's good cheese, there's bad cheese, and this isn't the greatest yeah. cheese, but it's cheese. This is fun. And like I said, I think there is a story arc. I think it's a background story arc. I think the story arc is her discovering herself. There's obviously yeah. the story arc of the of the whoever is trying to get her blood, which is here, yeah. um, and and it's there. I have some concerns, which we'll we'll get to we we'll get to a little later. Um, but yeah, this this just was like me. It's there. Yeah. What about you, Sean? We haven't heard much from you uh, about it. As the single of the podcast, I'm just chilling, uh, you know, just with the mutants over table nine. So we're all good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you can get that joke, good. Um, yeah, there's, I don't know, there's, you guys have pretty much covered everything. Uh, you just, oh. again, like, I'll point out, like, I never watched the movie Bridesmaids. I know that people liked it. I also was not a fan of The Hangover. <laughs> so maybe there's there's probably stuff that I'm missing. And Andy I don't get it. And that's, well, yes, except that he was much more, I enjoyed it much more in The Office than The Hangover. But that's just me. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, it was just, yeah, it did feel like the pacing was weird, too. And... Like I think you said it, Mike, at the start that it was there was choppiness. So obviously they must have, you know, had other stuff that they then cut or hit, you know, hit the floor or whatever, and that would have added more context that might have filled out the situation better or the story better. Um, obviously it's not in there, so we're going with what we have. And aside from the situation from uh, Titania, you know, Titania coming in, you know, really. Um, messing things up, except that you know Jennifer didn't have to to buy into anything, but she did, and she kind of knew what she was doing. And yeah, just I'm, I'm not sure what they were trying to do or what they were trying to say, because I obviously didn't get it. Right. No, that's. Yeah, that's fair. Now, now, Sean, I'm not Sean, I'm sorry. Uh, Kevin, yeah. Kevin, uh, your, your points of fear of uh, fighting back and Titania is probably as much his fault as She-Hulk for the fight in the reception room. So I'll, 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 I'll uh, bend my, uh, my, uh, I'll, I'll bend to you on that. I'll bend to you on that. Though, I, it would have been better if they, they didn't have that fight in in the reception hall. Oh, I don't and also I don't know, agree. I don't I think it's kind of cliche. With that. It, 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 it was cliche. sad that they had to that that sort of thing had to happen in the first place. It's just you were you're making it we were trying to make it sound like it was all She-Hulk's fault when it clearly wasn't because She-Hulk was not the one who started the fight. Right. But I what I mean is that She-Hulk was part of the wedding party while Titania is just a a plus one. So uh, you know, Titania is who she is. Well, she hope was, you know, I don't know. She probably shouldn't have done that. As well, well, I but mean, again, though, Titania, you know, was there. I mean, she even later admitted she was there to try to make a fool of She-Hulk. 
That's why she was there. You know, so I mean, Titania was there to try to set the whole thing up and it, and it, you know, uh, blew up in her face. Right. I, I don't know. I guess I was just thinking if it was my own wedding and I was there and one of my plus ones starts getting in a fight with one of my groomsmen or, or my wife's plus ones gets in the fights with one of my bridesmaids. It's like, it, it kind of sucks that they both fucked it up, but you know, you know, it just sucks, you know? And again, though, that's, this is a cliche. Like I was just trying to say was in a lot of comedies where they have fights at a funeral or fights at a wedding because you know, it's supposed to be funny. You know? I mean, and, I've seen videos where, where women got into a fight over the, uh, over the bouquet. Yeah. Right, you know, right. my friend, my but but these are but these are always the exceptions, right? I mean, that's oh, the point of this episode. So. It's trying to it's trying to be a satire by doing all the exceptions that would make Jennifer feel out of place, or or try, as you said, Mike, maybe trying to find herself. I don't, I don't no, know. My my point in saying that Kevin was just that the miserable experiences she was having were largely consequences of of her choices. And it wasn't a matter of, well, here's the stuff that normally happens to you at a wedding, because I don't think it normally is. Um, And this is why weddings suck. And this is why weddings are terrible. And I don't know people are normally asked to do ironing at a wedding. I don't normally, you know, know people who, you know, get sucker punched by their rival at a wedding. And she and, you know, these are all little things, again, that were avoidable if she had used her head. And she allowed herself to get put into the fight. Yeah, she got sucker punched. She decided to take turn it into a brawl. Titania clearly was not going to do it if she wasn't going to turn it to She-Hulk. Well, wait a minute. That's, that's I right. mean, that's she true. got sucker she, punched she, and hit again, and then yeah, I think Titania would have continued. Right. I mean, Titania was continuing. That's the problem. She, just, Jen, she Jen, pretty much said, I, I don't want to – she pretty much was saying, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. And Titania was pushing her around, and so – And she and, was and, drunk. And, and yeah, and until she turned into She-Hulk, right? But I mean, she couldn't <laughs> even a turn. General rule: don't don't be drunk when your arch nemesis is there trying to start a fight. Just just a good idea. Well, she was think. Well, everybody said Titania is only here just to have fun at the at the wedding as well. So she says, "All right, fine." And she was willing to leave Titania alone. She, I mean, she just uh, said, I "Fine." Think, this, I think I'm. I'm sorry. Just keep on. That's okay. It's a, it's it's just it just seemed like Jen was willing to just separate herself from Titania. She didn't really want to deal with that. She wasn't. It was Titania who approached her. It was Titania who started the fight with her while she was drunk and throwing up. So I mean, not only but, but she is Titania out of the wedding party. She's, she's not a plus one. But. That's what, so that's why I think I lean, lean to Mike, but continue. But the whole point was, is that She-Hulk was, I mean, Jen was just minding her own business when Titania came up to her. I mean, she, she was minding her own business. Well, I mean, she, she never approached Titania during the reception. She never tried to start anything. She just said, oh, look, I'm just going to look. I it's it's just me. Everybody's having fun. I you know, I'm not particularly having a great time. So I'm going to go get drunk and I'm going to dance. Well, and she, yeah, my go point on. Is there, my point is there was a shark in the water. She chose to get it. Right. Well, and this is the part where I kind of agree with you, Mike, where I think a lot was cut 
And that's a huge problem with this episode because I think it was a lot of stuff that added context and they tried to get down to this 20 minute or whatever time and it just it didn't work when it, yeah, when it got think, done. I think a good example of that is when Titania first walks in and she, she says, oh, you're just here to mess with me. And she said, I'm just here to support the groom or whatever. And 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 the bride said, see, she says she's not here for you. It's not all about you. And she turns to the camera and says, she's totally here for me. Why? You know, why is it? Nobody seems to get that as I, as if this is like her fifth or sixth argument with somebody as to Titania just being there to get her. And she doesn't, you know, you don't say, why does nobody get that after just having that conversation with one person? So it feels like stuff was cut. Yeah, it probably, probably was cut. Um, I mean, I'm going to stick with she was part of the wedding party, so she should have been more responsible. But but obviously, yeah, I mean, she, she got sucker punched. Well, so well, and Kevin's I do have a is, is taken. I have a point about that, too. Remember, she's not that close to this person being part of the wedding party. Yeah, you you went. But that doesn't mean that you feel any particular great need to make it work out perfect for that person. I mean, she, they weren't great friends from what I could tell. Well, well, we, we know that, but I, I don't, I don't, I just, I just, I, I put it this way. I, I don't think I've ever made an ass of myself at I, a wedding. Me neither. And, 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 nor, nor at, when I was in a wedding party and I've been in yeah. at least a, a, a good many, maybe over five. And, and so it was just, it was just strange to me. That's all. It is strange. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, that's what you see in, in comedy movies and um, sitcoms is people getting in fights at weddings and people getting at fights at funerals. That, yeah, I that's mean, a running joke. A friend you know, of mine, since TV a began. friend of mine, when he was getting married, she had a bridesmaid come in from out of town. And it turns out this bridesmaid was much hotter than she was. And that just became an issue the whole time. And it turned into a huge fight by the end of it. So I've seen some crazy stuff. Well, that's, you know, some people are just hotter. Obviously, that's why, you know, people like Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt get in films and, and, and Ben Affleck get starring roles and on and on. And, and so it's just common sense that if you invite someone that is good looking, like Megan Fox, if she was your best friend to your wedding, She's going to be better looking than you, period. That's just the truth. Yep. Right? So it, does, it doesn't – so it makes no sense. I mean, that, just showing – inviting someone that is incredibly good looking, like Megan Fox to your wedding, and everybody thinks she's hotter than you is just how life is. It's, it's, it, and it wasn't like she turned into She-Hulk to show off. She just showed up as herself, which is Megan Fox, you know. So my point – that's my point. So, so yeah, that's kind of crazy that this – bride got all upset because her bridesmaid was hotter than her when she knows that her bridesmaid is hotter than right. her. I mean, right. And it, there could have, there could have been ways to, to do that. You could have made it that she's going there to be an ass about it, that she's going there to make a statement, you know, that, uh, and she's going to prove she's, she's hotter than, than the bride and been an ass about it and maybe have that be, you know, something that comes out of that. Uh, right, right. you know, or, or could have had it been that it was completely unintentional. One of the issues I have problems with on the show is that everybody knows Jennifer Walters is She-Hulk, and yet right. they act as if they don't, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. like, she acts as if she yeah. doesn't know that Jen 
is a seven foot tall green woman. The the guys that she's dating act as if she doesn't have this mousy brown haired lawyer side. Um, it's it's no secret, you know. Like I said, it's not a secret identity. It's 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 on the news constantly. So right. it is. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I was thinking that too, Mike, uh, throughout this whole series where people, like when she was on those dates in episode four, I think it was, and all the guys were either all excited, you know, when she, she was She-Hulk, but like the guy that actually she took back to her apartment, and then the next morning when she's not She-Hulk, he, he acted like, oh, I didn't know that was you. And like you said, yeah, she's in the news. She, I mean, we've we seen... Right. That's how she beat the case last week was she uh, with Titania was trying to say, see, she's on the news. And, and she says that she hates the name She-Hulk. And, and, you know, and we and Kevin, you made that joke about how it was hilarious. And I had to agree where that. And now when we come back from our commercial, She-Hulk will tell us about her cooking tips yeah. or, or whatever, you know, you know, and it was, and so everybody knows who she is, whether she's Jen Walters or She-Hulk. So it's weird that everybody's acting like surprised yes i right that's a really great point and i think that that might have been an interesting take too would have been that maybe she really wants jen at her wedding and jen shows up to her wedding and maybe carelessly you know without thinking about it realizes she's putting too much on herself by coming up with she hulk so she changes to jen and it still doesn't change anything people just want to talk to her about she hulk she will keep asking her to be she hulk and still ends up being a distraction at the wedding sort of like inviting a Megan Fox, even though she's trying not to be. And that creating right. a conflict between her and the bride unintentionally. That sounds and like that, a much more fun storyline. <laughs> and that could have been, not only that, but it could have been an interesting thing because part of this is we have now been living in this Marvel universe for 14 years. And now that's one of the things Did we lose Mike? Mike, we lost Mike. Mike, sorry. Mike, can you hear us? Yeah, oh, there you here. go. Continue. Uh, I just moved the mic and hit the mute. Uh, so you, you get to explore sides of the reality of well, what is it like to live like this? And in this reality, the superheroes are celebrities. So what's it like to have this celebrity lifestyle thrust upon you? Which in this case, Jen, Jen is the equivalent of somebody who ended up as an accidental YouTube star, right? Um, and, and that people won't leave alone. You know, right. she didn't seek this right. spotlight. And that would be an interesting way to examine it if they want to do that. And you can have fun with it, too. You know, you don't it doesn't have to be some dark and brooding thing. But I certainly think you could empathize with her having to deal with this. And, and you know, it's a little bit inconsistent. I think there's a lot of different ways they could have gone with this. And I don't think they figured out the way they they wanted to do or didn't stick with one. You know, they have a bridezilla that we never see being a bridezilla. We have a groom that we never see. We have a wedding that never happens. I don't know. Was that party after the wedding, before the wedding? I know. That's the, the problem. You don't even know when that is occurring. I right. mean, it, it, it seems yeah. obvious, but they don't give any cues. Well, and not only that, but she gets nobody that I know of, unless it's a, a someone eloping, right? and you just need a, a maid of honor or a witness, nobody gets a thing saying, would you be my bridesmaid? And then that weekend you're packing up to go right. be the, the bridesmaid. Right. You know, that is a long, long experience 
and the sense and that's sort of the thing they got and they even had to go to the point in order to tell the story and they make repeat this point several times over that the wedding is happening on a Wednesday and Thursday. And the reason they have to do that from an outside point of view, I'm guessing is because we know if this was happening on a Saturday and Sunday, when it normally would, the law offices wouldn't be open and they couldn't have the concurrent story going on with Mr. Immortal. Yeah. What? That was that intentional to to switch that storyline. I'm guessing that that was like someone I could very easily see them say, Oh, wait a minute. If she's at the wedding, that's usually like on a Sunday. Are they in the law offices on a Sunday de- uh, negotiating a divorce deal? Probably oh, no, not. no, because this was a Thursday wedding. Yeah, this was a Thursday wedding. It was a wedding. Thursday wedding. And that, to me, that's probably the only reason why. Well, and you also have to have a reason why was, um, is it, is it book? This book? Is the other attorney, why was she taking the case instead of Jen? Because it was a superhero case? Well, one of the things that I think one of the only real useful things that came out of that was that website, kind of the uh, I hate She-Hulk website in like different ways of of killing her, because that was mentioned during the whole uh, during this whole divorce. I mean, it's like they they did all that just to get that um, the website mentioned. And so they can look at the website and see, oh. You know, there's a there's an I hate She Hulk. Let's find out how to kill She Hulk website and right. You know, that and they had the, the memes that were like, you know, wants to be independent, wants you to pay for the dinner. You know, like little things like that. That's little trolly stuff, trolly memes towards She Hulk. And yeah, it is that sort of uh, you know male armchair warrior bullshit. Um, but it felt like really weird that it was shoehorned into this episode and it was sort of like, and we don't know how to resolve either story. So we'll just mention this intelligentsia. Website yeah, that was the website. And, and threw it there. Now, and I don't even really get like, cause that was the website where they saw, was it that the website where they saw Mr. Immortal get run over by the car or something? And, and I think so. And, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, it felt very pointless in this episode and felt very shoehorned in the episode. And I have a feeling, so I don't think we've, we haven't talked at all about the Mr. Immortal story. I think that was fun. Mr. Immortal was a fairly, or at least when I was reading comics, was a joke character. He's part of the Great Lakes Avengers, which was a joke team because they had the Avengers, they had the West Coast Avengers. And so someone started up the 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 Great Lake Avengers because why not? And just with a bunch of lame superheroes. So here's a superhero's powers to die and come back to life constantly. And that's it. You know, uh, Flatman was another one. And it's it just, it, it was a silly concept. Um, I don't know if they ever made anything more of the character in the comics, but here he's just a re- character who dies over and over again in order to get out of a wedding. And it's like, like nobody's ever explained to him, you know, like when someone goes into the hospital and gets an open heart surgery and dies on the table and they bring them back, that doesn't nullify the wedding. That doesn't <laughs> nullify the, the marriage license. You know, just you have to die and stay dead for the marriage to be nullified, well, I think what, not what be he dead was, for 10 seconds. I think what he did was he fa- he would say, oh, yeah, well, he they would say, oh, he died. 
And so that would mean that he would be out of the marriage. And then then they found out, oh, he's actually still alive. And I think that was the problem. That's why they they that's why they're talking about fraud. Like he was uh, I think that's what he was doing. And in a weird way, and I know this is me, uh, I kind of like the idea of there being a lawsuit over whether or not him dying and coming back to life negates the marriage because he died right i think i think that would be interesting as an actual legal case that they have to argue as opposed to having this negotiation with his nine wives or whatever they were um which i still think was fun i think it was entertaining but this was another example of where they take a schlubby guy who really does not give you a lot of redeeming qualities and you're putting him on this, you know, not on the stand, you're, you're putting him through this experience and, you know, nobody really likes him, not even his attorneys. And, and this is just like, feels like, you know, uh, you know, shooting fish in a barrel, right? It's like, it's easy. It's, it's in, it, putting up a straw, man. It's an easy target. So same as we kind of got with the magician and same as we kind of got with the sexist jackass from the DA's office, you know, there's, there's no, looking at the the subtler sides, which is what I like is when you get those legal cases where you really have a good argument both ways. And it would be fun to see them actually have this argument. Again, what is the, what are the consequences in living in this reality? What are the consequences of having someone with these superpowers who gets to die and keep coming back? But, uh, and in this case, using it for humorous effect. Um, but I did like, was it Nikki? Is this the uh, uh, paralegal? Yeah, I, it's weird because though she she's doing this whole thing where she's like going like Oprah, you get a car, you get a car at the end, like where she's going through what everybody gets out of this deal. I don't know why there was not an attorney representing the women. They they had the same attorney representing the doing the wives and the and Mister Immortal. I I I don't quite get where that works. But it's funny because I really enjoy watching Nikki like do her little, you know, her little spiel, uh, her little thing. You know, it's. But I think in real life I would absolutely hate her. I would, like actually I would absolutely hate that, that kind of affectation that she has. Yeah, that's fair. It's just um, just a thought. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, you'd like the characters generally, but, but, uh, um, they are, I don't know how well, to explain it. Just like but, the way she's kind con- like she moves, like she just, she constantly got the, the hand motion going, like the finger waving going on, the, yeah, kind of chewing of the yeah, I just it's just a style thing that would yeah. that would I find grating. But I enjoy watching, yeah. but I think in real life I would find it irritating. That's just me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I've always liked more humble people. I'm a, I'm a kind of the type of person that's just you know, you know, you, you just do what you do and that's it, and there's no reason to show off because what you do is enough to show off. So I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Mike. But again, you know, that's the modern world where, where you know, the football dance after a touchdown and and it, you know, in your face and, 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 and the I, me yeah. generation and all this other stuff. But oh, go on, Mike. Oh, I, said, I also understand why, why is Mr. Immortal 
paying these attorneys who clearly are not on his side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It doesn't make sense. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. it's just it's it's just it's just weird to me. Um Though then I thought it was fun. The actor, and I wrote his name down, is one of these guys that's been around forever. Uh, David Pesquesi. Pes- 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 I, I, the last time I saw him was in uh, Book of Boba Fett playing the major domo. Uh, I, I didn't quite oh, think he was. Oh, nice. There, okay. But, I can see it. That, but that was him. So. But this is what gets us to the Intelligentsia site, and this gets us to the they're clearly coming for another shot at She-Hulk and getting her blood. And um, so that's the question of who is it that's behind it, and everyone seems to be of the opinion that and already were the opinion that it would be the leader, because the leader was teased at the end of the movie Incredible Hulk never paid off he is going to be the villain in the next captain america movie so i think we need to bring him in he's a hulk related character a character who was working with hulk blood previously and so it would make sense and then in this episode it's the leader is basically you know guys where the hulk has supercharged muscles the leader has a supercharged brain and so what's the website called intelligence is a uh, is the was it intelligentsia yeah so, okay, uh, they seem to be wanting us to think it's the leader, whether it ends up being the leader or not. I just hope it doesn't turn out with the, because of the theme of the series that they end up having the, the leader end up being this, like, sexist troll, which is not what the character ever was. Ooh, that would be bad. Yeah. And I could see them maybe going that route, though, just because of... Yeah, but right. Um, but yeah, which is, would be unfortunate. Yeah. And there's plenty of characters you could do that with if you wanted to do it. You yeah. could do that with like Absorbing Man. You right. could do that with the Wrecking Crew, which you know they had. I just why would you do that with the leader who should be one of the the the, the premier Marvel villains? So isn't he like right. one also that was like more working behind the scenes and he hire so you could have flunkies and stuff, right? That would be like kind of do his bidding in that. So I mean, if you want to throw the character, that kind of characterization, you could throw it to those characters. Like, if we're going to go that leader is the the end boss for this first season or whatever, then I can see him why he would get the Wrecking Crew involved, right? Yeah. And whoever else he may get involved. So, if that's the case, that's kind of fun. I just hope they're villains, though. Instead of, you know, Make a well, no, I know, but is it they're bringing back the same actor who played the the leader in that Hulk movie, right? Right. Yes, they are. Yes, because yeah, because he's a good actor. I really liked him in the Watchmen uh, series on HBO, so it'd be good to see him get some more time. So yeah, it would be, and it wouldn't like I said wouldn't shock me. They used Loki to introduce Kang, who's basically going to be the the overarching villain in this latest phase of the Marvel universe. Um, and the leader is like an upper tier level villain. He's the equivalent of uh Dr. Doom, Magneto, uh, uh, Mandarin, red skull type, you know, so where he manipulates others, he employs other villains to do a lot of the dirty work. 
uh, and is the mastermind behind everything. Like Moriarty. So, yeah, very, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So it is an interesting way they bring in this possible, I guess, season villain by this weird and interesting and kind of humorous B story um, that we we saw here. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see. Any anything else anybody want to bring up? Anything? Uh, Kevin or any, or nope. anyone, Sean, anybody? No. Nope. Closing credits. We see we see Titania getting her teeth fixed. Yes, yep. true. Yep, my my daughter's pointed that out. Yep, yep. Because uh, and then my daughter was all upset for the next like twenty four hours, worrying that she's going to get a bloody lip. Because I said, uh, I "Oh, mean, it looks like she got a big fat lip," and she goes, "Oh no, <laughs> that's embarrassing." And then she she got a cut right near her nose from a toy with uh, the the boy down the street, and and so she was she didn't want to go to a. The event today that we went to and stuff. Oh, you gotta show my face for just like Titania can't. It's like no. Oh, <laughs> so, um, did you notice they they changed the name of the episode again? Uh, yeah, uh, they changed the titles. The titles right at the start. Yeah, every they, now and then instead of the She-Hulk. Right. So, like the uh, oh, just Jen. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, just, just Jen. Just yeah. Jen. So, like you had. Yeah, like uh, last week it was She-Hulk. Uh, by Titania or something like that. Right? right, and in episode two, I think it was She-Hulk attorney for hire. Right, she was right. And so, and this week yeah. it was just Jen attorney at law. Right. So that was that was well, nice I, I, little thing. Yeah, and I did like at the very beginning of this episode here um, when she's talking to someone on her front. Uh, I think the paralegal on on the phone, Nikki, I think it was uh, saying saying, "No, I'm not gonna. I, I don't need to wear." that my superhero outfit yet, you know, so you knew right away um, that we weren't going to see it this episode. I was like, God damn it. I want to see the, I want to see the purple and white. <laughs> and so me, my daughters were pissed. They were pissed. Yeah. Yeah. That's but the we, thing. Yeah. That since, yeah. But I, I'm used to that with these series at this point is they don't reveal the costume until the end. And then they wear it once. And then the next season, they're going to find a reason for them to take off the costume and never put it on again. It's just oh, they so do. Weird. They've done that. They've done that. Oh, they other did series, that with Marvel they, they did that with, I think they did that with Daredevil. He like wore the costume a couple of times and it was destroyed. Uh, and then, you know, I had to get a new costume. Um, so yeah, it's it's happened. So oh no, that sucks. Yeah. Well, that's what that's the reason why I, I enjoy the comic books so much more than than the television series. Right. The, the comic books. Uh, are what we know, what what we fell in love with originally, and, and, and a smaller one with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon is basically taking over for Captain America as he does in the comics, and you know, but you don't actually get the costume until the very last episode of the season. Although it's probably not going to destroy it because he's doing a movie now, so I'm sure we'll have that for most of the film. But um, there you go. Yeah, they they always find because they have to get the toys right. So every time there's a Spider-Man movie, even though he's always wearing yeah. a Spider-Man outfit. They find a way to make it a new Spider-Man outfit so you can get a new toy out of it. Chain tweak the colors, right. tweak the design. And She-Hulk, like I saw, right, I, shared that's true. The, I shared with you the uh, the comic cover that has all of the different outfits she's worn over the years. Yeah, yeah, the one that and, I, I have. Yeah, and, yeah. and so that while, yeah, she has worn purple and white leotards, she's worn like dozens of different designs yeah. on those leotards. Right? It's not like there's an iconic 
look for well, we, we, we need the purple and white we need the purple and white yeah. that's the most important doesn't have to necessarily be a true leotard it can be you know the 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 cat suit that that is only a pair of shorts or, or whatever but as long as we get we get the, the oh, purple and white we it's, need a, the purple it's, and it's the disney plus show there's going to have to be more than just a pair of shorts <laughs> Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, with the the clothes that's, of her. That's a off, that's a completely and, and different type of show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the yeah 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 right right. We would already saw the the, the Hulk Hulk's dong and her boobs. If yeah, that's, if, yeah. that's the yeah. that's the European She Hulk show. That's uh... <laughs> the European She Hulk. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Anyway, I think and I think. Uh, I think that's really it, right? I don't know that there's anything else to discuss besides huge yeah. boobs. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, yeah. I saw some silliness on the internet suggesting oh. that uh, Ched or Chet or whatever Ched is name, his name is uh, is going to be Red Hulk. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that sounds but, like. I want to say about the, what about the red red girl Hulk too? I want to see her. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I was going to say they can't really do Red She-Hulk until they do Red Hulk, but they they could. You know, I don't see why not. But I, I don't yeah. really know all the details about that. That's that's much more after my time. Although I read a little bit of it because um, there was about ten years ago. Who is Red Hulk? Who is Red Hulk? Um, and then once you get Red Hulk, you have to have Red She-Hulk because why not? Um, that's true. Yeah, you know, I was just. I got, I got, I got a couple of red She-Hulk shirts. Yeah, t-shirts. Uh, I, awesome. I, was, I was waiting for them to go full rainbow the way they did with Green Lantern because they had Green Lantern and then they brought red, blue, black lanterns, white lanterns, yellow lanterns. And I was kind of waiting. Okay, are we going to get like the red, blue, green, orange, purple Hulks? Um, well, we did get purple Hulk last week, right? With the the Hulk. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Knock off. Hulk. What do you mean? <laughs> it was the knockoff. Oh, knockoff. yes, yes, that's right, that's right, yeah, that's right, yeah. The Incredible Hulk. That's a fair point. With the, with, with the mustache. Yes. With the mustache. <laughs> and it was, it was like, it was like, and like, like a, a like a, uh, a Thunderbolt Ross porn stash, but. Right, right. Yeah, so I think outfit is going to be the, the purple and white uh, outfit. Uh, but instead of leotard, it'll be the black shorts one. And the reason I'm thinking that is because they have a She-Hulk. Attorney at Law Marvel Legends figure is up for pre-order, and it's that outfit. Yeah. So it's going to be the, the pretty close to the leotard, except it won't have the, the 80s look. It'll have the, the look where it's more like uh, shorts that are connected to the rest of the outfit. Nobody spoils shit better than the toy industry. It's yes, collectibles. <laughs> yeah, your Django yes, Fett action exactly. figure with beheading action. Right. <laughs> oh, right. thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's twenty four ninety nine, and it's only the six inch though. I want the twelve inch. I can't stand the six inches. I want the twelve inch ones. They're better. You know, and my daughters too. My daughters love the the twelve inch. Uh, the super the DC superhero bus with the so it's all the the twelve inch characters and and then um, they can use the Marvel ones with it too and stuff so but, um, but yeah so you need the twelve inch you need the twelve inch but are you 
But you know what? You just go with what you can go with. So I may have to just get the six inch. Well, but yeah, I was that's, say, but that's you, outfit. But you know, you know, going. toy lines are toy lines, and and there's there's certain gender. Oh, we lost Mike. Yeah, gender something. I said there are gender gender preferences in toy lines, and we that's a whole another argument for why they exist, but they do. And like girls tend to like a lot of the the bigger toys that they can, of course, dress up with and do whatever. And you know, some some of that in the boys are a little bit more as collectors, especially are usually are more aimed at the uh, the six inch lines, unless you're getting like the very high end. Things like hot toys, right. which cost like two hundred and fifty dollars for the shield. Shield could probably cost three or four hundred because right. she would be so big. You know what sucks is that the, the figure is for pre order, but it doesn't get released until March first. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they they, they um This should be out right now. Of, because of because of the supply issues, they have greatly overestimated the delivery dates and they've been delivering stuff months earlier than it says it so more i would not be shocked to see that pop up in like december or january uh, all right yeah yeah because you would think they, they would already have these prepared to be released as the show's going on it doesn't make any sense but it is what it is because i would have to get three of them one for myself and then both my girls would want one yeah, they've, they've screwed up a whole lot of Stuff because of factory delays and and COVID and all that's yeah. still hitting the toy industry. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. That that killed the, the the video game industry for years, where you couldn't even get the next generation video game boxes, and then they all started, suddenly popped out about five months ago, where they find, after like two year delay or something. So anyway, I think. Uh, all right. I think Barrett's yeah. got a date. Yeah, we got a little yeah, bit. We gotta better go. So uh let's wrap up this episode here. So uh Barrett, let's hear your final thoughts, my friend. Uh after talking about it I I liked the episode less than I did going into it. <laughs> um and it was an okay episode. There were some funny parts, but it has a lot of faults and listening to some of the things Mike listed just really hit me harder. Um so yeah, it's probably the weakest episode of this season so far. All right, sounds good. Uh, Mr. Letts? Yeah, I mean, it, my my opinion didn't change too much, really. I mean, it was it was fun, enjoyable, but not exciting. I don't know. I mean, it was an episode, and I mean, the, the I mean, I I enjoy you know even the thing is is that one thing I've noticed is that. You know, there have been shows that we've watched where even the best shows, we're like, hey, it's okay, all right. Even though this wasn't the best episode, I still enjoyed this episode better than, well, let's just say, all of uh, Lovecraft Country. So, there you go. All right. So, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, well yes, I'm, well I'm going to bring that up a few more times. <laughs> Kevin's, anytime Kevin says that, he's my best friend. Um, all right. So, uh, for me, um, yeah, I mean, I mean what's that? What's that? that? That show sucked. Oh my God. It was so terrible. Um, so, uh, for this show episode here, like I said, as a standalone, it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. My kids thought it was fun. Uh, and we watched it like three times back to back to back because my kids wanted to keep on watching it. I said, yeah, sure. I, I, I enjoyed it enough. Um, but yeah, as, as, uh, 
uh, a superhero episode uh, for a character that um, I was hoping uh, would be a little more, uh, if not not comedic, at least not um, sitcom-y. Uh, so, uh, it was somewhat of a disappointment as well, uh, for an episode in the series season one. Uh, but as a standalone, it was, it was pretty fun. Uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, I still like it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty much where Kevin is. Uh, let's go with you, Sean. Uh, in the words of Anatoly Diatla from Chernobyl, not great, not terrible. All right. And. I think I didn't ask you yet, did I? Big part. Oh, oh me. Mike? Okay. I'm sorry. I, I didn't yeah. hear you. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, this is the thing that's I, one reason I like talking these things out because I watched it. And I was like, boy, something really feels off about the story beats here and, and walk, talking it through like they, it starts to unravel a bit. Look, I still enjoyed watching it. I've watched it twice. I enjoyed it both times. Uh, that's a benefit of it being a comedy because the, the jokes work and a lot of them do, then you can still enjoy yourself even if the, the plot maybe isn't the greatest. And I do also think they are, uh, I don't want to say blessed because it's not like they lucked into it, they, but they are, they do happen to have a very strong cast, in my opinion, a lot of charismatic actors that I like seeing on screen. And I enjoyed them all on screen. Uh, you know, I, I like the guy they got for Jonathan. I like the, the, the woman, the actress they got for Lulu, the guy who played Mr. Immortal. Um, the wives I thought were great, you know, and I enjoyed the main cast. So I, I enjoyed a lot of it, even if I, I was left thinking, oh man, this is, there's stuff here that doesn't work. Enough works that I liked it. But I think for me, this probably the least enjoyable episode of the season though I, as i said before it could also be that the jokes didn't land as hard because i had not had to go through the whole bridesmaid experience and others have so yeah, that that that's it all right fair enough so uh once again you can email us at dark discussions at aol.com or go to www.darkdiscussions.com and choose the contact us link on any menu uh, on the website, uh, and just write She-Hulk in the message subject line, and we will uh, uh, read your email on the podcast. Let us know your thoughts on this episode. Um, so that's pretty much it. So we'll be back next week. And with all that stated, Mike, why don't you leave this up? Well, thank you once again for listening to uh, Just Jen, Avenger of the Law. This is... Uh, just Mike with just Phil and <laughs> just Kevin and just Barrett and just Sean from Canada. Thank Please you. tune us next week. When, <laughs> tune in next week where hopefully we'll be talking about something that is not wedding related. <laughs>